Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wine Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us. This week's show is brought to you by Fancy Spatials and Full Body Refreshing Services. Searching for that fountain of youth? Well, search no more. Just hit us up at Fancy's and let us take years off your life. Or at least your looks with our all-natural and organic treatments. No surgery required. Let us cocoon you in refreshing youth at Fancy's. Just check us out at That's Fancy. At, well, I'm sorry. Just check us out at www.youfancyhuh.com. Tammy, you gonna hook up? You gonna check out Fancies? Black on crack. I'm gonna let you make it because it's Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the it's the one time of the year we're allowed to you know rejoice in our uh, in our blackness. And be okay with it, unless of course they accuse you of teaching CRT. But that's a whole different story <laughs> that we're not gonna get into right now. <laughs> no, we're we gonna save that for the news or something later. But you know, <laughs> um, and what do you know? And just like that, it's time to reconnect and catch up with some old friends: Carrie, Mr. Big, Miranda, Charlotte, and yes, even Samantha. In the Sex in the City revival series, and just like that, we get a glimpse of what the last fifteen years have been like for the ladies, and a peek at what's to come. So, Tammy, was just like that worth reviving, or should we have left it to the New York sewer rats? Uh, how do I put this? It was good. <laughs> I feel like there's a com- I feel like that was kind of loaded. Well, we'll get we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I'll say it's good for right now. Once the conversation goes, I'll explain why there was a little bit of a hesitation um, on it. What did you think of it, Eddie? Um, I'm a, I'm a, I, I think, I think we're on the same wavelength. I, I'm interested to see where it will go, um, where this goes. I thought it was nostalgic and I, like we said before, you know, in hindsight, once you kind of grow up a little bit mature, you see the issues, um, with the original series and, um, they did try to address some of them. And in some ways, um, the way they addressed it seemed like performative or like they were just checking off of a list. Um, of things they said people said we should fix I don't know but um, there were some really there were some parts that I really enjoyed and um, some parts that were just like uh still still a little cringy um, so yeah but um, I will say this just get this out the way I, I, I bet they're glad in hindsight that they killed Big off fairly quickly so they didn't have to spend the whole series dealing with him being a part of it especially after Chris Noe's shit blew up um, you know, they did take him out of an end scene, um, one of the final episodes. Uh, so I, I guess in hindsight, uh, you know, they were glad to get that over with. But I also understood why they killed off Big. Were you, were you disappointed um, with Big's, the way things ended up for Mr. Big? Um, my viewpoint on Big was always hit or miss. No, not hit or miss, my bad. Love and hate mm-hmm. um, at the same time because you cannot forget the fact that he was an asshole to her for majority of the um, series Sex in the City. Like an absolute asshole. Up to the movies, <laughs> he was an absolute asshole to her. Um, you know, and it was, I will agree with you, it's very nostalgic on watching the series because um, I got into the series really late. I think I got into it like the second to last actual season of the show. And then went back and started from the beginning just to fully, you know, fall in love with Carrie and Miranda and Charlotte and Samantha. 
um, and then the um, secondary characters. But um, yeah, it when Big died, I was just like, okay, cool, let's let's move on. Yeah, I thought it was. I'm with you. Um, you know, and I, I and going back and looking at it, it's kind of hard. I guess, like you say, as you get older, you realize the things that they were trying to sell us on romance were just toxic. And <laughs> that, that might be why some of us are in the situations we're in because we're chasing that toxic idea of love. And that's not really it. Um, you know, it's like, nah, aside from maybe the money and the financial security, I don't want to be because that was some that was toxic. So it, it was nice to get a glimpse at where how their relationship had evolved and it seemed like they were in a much better healthier place this time around but I thought of his death as like something that facilitated the story because with them it was always that hit or miss love hate thing and at this stage you're too old to go back to all that drama that we have that we have surpassed and all that toxicity and you know they were in their early to mid 50s so you still putting up with that bullshit um, especially after what 15, it's been about 15 years since the last one so um, yeah I, I I understood it like when I you know I didn't go back and watch it until they were all all the episodes were ready but I knew that he had died and so I was like okay but once you saw the context it was like okay they used it to push her story along to see how she kind of moves forward um, although did she really move forward because it seemed like she just kind of went back to her old life I'm I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just quickly read a headline that I just saw that just came up and blew my mind. Um she reverted back to her 30s. Like she it was there was no I don't feel there was true growth. Like you went from the life that you had with Big and y'all basically like a penthouse apartment. Um, you know, y'all loved the life. You chose the, um, you know, no kids and, you know, y'all be able to travel all over and, you know, everything like that. And you could just look to Charlotte and Miranda when you wanted to connect with um, their kids because I'm sure she was probably the god um, the godmother to their children. Um so that, that, I mean, but then you went back to your old apartment that didn't have enough space. And I, I just didn't get it. <laughs> I'll be honest. I did not get it. When you realize that your neighbor downstairs was a 20 something year old jewelry designer who stayed up until like four o'clock in the morning, talking with her friends on the stoop that y'all shared because you didn't have your own. I'm like, why? Like, so attached to when she was 30 like I, I didn't get that I think like you're 55 like I didn't get the whole going back to the beginning and then she stayed there like like she ain't moving like you ain't moving yeah like I, you know I, I I fully understand not wanting to stay in the place that you shared with big in the place that he ultimately died I understand that and you could afford to move move um, and I also get that that one apartment that you moved into may not have been you, you know. Um, so if you if that was it, if that was your temporary place, because you still it says something that she still owned it after all these years. You know, um, but if well, it was, took a long time for her to buy it. That's why. Like, yeah, I guess it too. <laughs> so but it, it's just like, 
you know, turn it into your writer studio, turn it into something, but the permanent place where you're going to go back. And I get grief is hard and I get change is hard. So if it, if the series does continue, um, I want to see her move out of that apartment because it wasn't my favorite spot, even during sex in the city, um, you know, during the original series. So I'm with you. I, I didn't get it. I got part of it being that, okay, she wanted something familiar, especially with all that change and her through her grief. But ultimately, because as the series goes on, you see that it's about a year, year and a half passes from the beginning to the end. So within that time, baby, get a new place, like move, find some place that is you, you know, there is New York City, there's some place you can afford that's you. Come on now. Um, you know, even though real estate is expensive there, you were you were well off. Let's not pretend like that is an issue for you. Um, so I I didn't I that was one thing I agree with you with. Um what about her friends, uh her new friend Seema? Oh, I love Seema. I did too. Loved her. She was amazing. I thought she was a great, like out of all the new characters, Seema was my absolute favorite. She fit like, yeah, my absolute favorite. Cause she called Carrie out, you know, and at the same time they moved past it. And that's what true friendship is. Like you can call each other out and then you just move past it. Like if you're going to be continue to be friends then be like, Hey, I'm going to tell you what I didn't like. And then we're just going to keep it moving because we're cool like that. And I, I I love their relationship and how it developed. Okay. And I agree with you. So we can fast forward to a part that, um, you know, I when you say that, that's what true friendship is. I hated, I liked Seema and I liked Naya, um, the professor. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Nicole Ari Parker. I loved her. I loved her wardrobe. It just seems like, they didn't give her character too much to do, but I, I loved her. And I, I loved the story. I think I would have wanted to see more of her because I think there's more there. And they kept that very surface and superficial. I guess I don't know to kind of match Charlotte, but you could just tell there was more there. So I, that was one thing I wish is we would have gotten more of her to see, you know, who she was and the issues with her her and her family and why her mother-in-law hated her so much. Like, it just seemed like there was so much more there to be unpacked that they, I hate that they just kept all that superficial. Um, but Miranda, Miss Miranda, what did you think about her story? <clears throat> I hated it, but then I, I didn't like it. I wasn't a fan of it, but at the same time, it's real life for her. That was Cynthia Nixon's story. The woman who plays Miranda. Mm -hmm. And so the whole time I'm watching this, I'm just like, is this like real life coming into Sex in the City? Is this how we're playing this? On um, because I just it just kind of reminded me of her whole life and how you know her life came to be um with her wife and everything like that. So yeah, I, I <sighs> Yeah, I, I, I wasn't a fan. But then, I, to be honest, I wasn't a fan of none of their storylines. Um, Miranda, 55, you're, I, I'm, I'm okay with you divorcing Steve. I get it. I get it. The love's not there no more. You're bored out of your mind. Why should you stay just to have, you know, 
just to settle. You're basically settling just because, you know, you're 55 years old and you should just stick it out. So I'm in full agreement on divorcing. It, you're never too late to divorce if you're not happy. Um, that's absolutely fine. Um, but I'm can I can I just do a little quick rundown? Mm-hmm. Okay. So number one, okay. Who the fuck told you the best decision that you could make is to have your son have mad sex in your house and not set boundaries on how he can have the sex in your house, when he can have sex in, in your house, and when his girlfriend can come to your house. That's number one. Why number- people shit? My bad. I said it. We can get into that because I'm sure, I'm sure that's on your list of what we're going to talk about. Number two, I thought when you talked about how performative, right? Like some things were just very performative. Um, Charlotte's storyline with her... Um, younger child, I thought was very, very performative. At the end of the day, it came out like a, just a child being a child. Like it, in, in the end, it was kind of like a shrug and shoulders moment. Like, I don't think they took that whole storyline as seriously as they should take it for the society that we live in today. I found that to be very, very performative on her child going from being her daughter named Rose to all of a sudden changing her um their name to Rock and then at the end saying, you know, oh, I mean, like, you know, I'm just, I'm, you know, I just don't want to be referred to as anything. I'm 12 years old. I'm still trying to figure myself out. Exactly. That's what you're, and I'm sure we're going to get into that. <laughs> so, so, so you have, you have that. Another thing is you got a 15 year old daughter that is taking sexy pictures, but she didn't realize that you was about to give your husband head. Absolutely not. That's ridiculous. Um, um, another thing, it, it's just, it was like back to back. It was very Lily White. Can I say that? Mm-hmm. And it also made me, and I, I'd like to see if um, you felt this way as well. It made me really, really, really want a living single reunion show. Um, Sex in the City was great when I first watched it, right? But at my age, being a 30-something-year-old Black woman, I no longer connect at all with the characters or the storylines. It was very Lily White for me. Well, um, I couldn't, I, I couldn't bond with them this time, and maybe it's because of you know, who, what society is now and who I am as a person in this society that we live in, I could not connect to the characters this time around or the storylines that I was rolling my eyes a lot. And not to say it's a bad show. I'm not saying it's a bad show. It was great. I, I, I thought it was really good. But the connection that I used to have to those characters, I no longer had at all did I have a connection to any of those characters that I used to love like just used to love couldn't wait to see what would happen to them next and at my age I've outgrown them like that show was a show for 20 year olds and being my age no (laughs) if that makes any sense well um I will say this I will recommend a show um Harlem on Amazon Prime is part of it yeah it is great. Um, but I I agree with you in a lot of what you said. Um, I hated Miranda's storyline. Um, Mar- it reminded me why even back during the series, she was one of my least favorite characters. Um, just the relationship with her and Steve, the way she treated him. I get that that was Cynthia Nixon's life. And I also get, like you said, that they weren't, I didn't think they should have gotten married the first time around. Um, 
you know, so I, I wasn't surprised that that was the marriage that fell apart the way it did. Um, and even if she were leaving him for another woman, um, there could have just been a better way to do it because she was such an asshole about it. Um, and kind of going back to the thing, what you said about being able to call your friends out, um, what she did to Carrie was fucked up, fucked up. And how you talking about having sex in her kitchen while she's in bed trying to help herself to the bathroom. Yes. Yeah. And you're supposed and and you're high as a fucking kite. Your friend is there on opioids, high as a fucking kite and sleep. And you're supposed to be helping her recover. But you're in the kitchen getting your rocks off with, you know, from the fact that, okay, you never once listened to her podcast. And she'd been doing it, what, a couple of years until you met the person that she co-hosted the podcast with. And then all of a sudden you're interested in her life and what she's doing. So you're using your best friend to get closer to her co-host. And so, and, and the part where it really lets you know, it's like, okay, is this because when, when they were in the park and Miranda said, and they, and Charlotte finds out about the whole situation and Miranda goes, we've worked through it. And Carrie's like, no, we haven't. Like we, Carrie's just like, I have, we haven't talked about it. And you kind of got the sense that it was, it was that one thing that if they actually talked about, Carrie knew they wouldn't be friends anymore. So she just tried her best to let it go, like to bury it. Like was I the only? That's what I. No, 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 no. I, I, when, when, because I, I remember that scene where Miranda was like, "We've talked about, no, we've gotten over it," and Miranda was like, "No, you've gotten over it." No, not Miranda. Um, Carrie, Carrie was like, "You've gotten over it." Like letting it know, like, no, 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 you've moved on from it. I'm just letting it go. So, like you said, it doesn't escalate to the point where I lose another friend. Because then, when she finally walks away, when Charlotte is basically calling her out. Um, and she walks away and she says, I don't need this. And then Carrie, you realize the reason why Carrie just let it go after a while because of the fact that she's like, I lost Big, I lost Samantha. None of the rest of us are are um, able to leave. Like we are in this for life. Like nobody else gets to leave this, um, this circle that I have created for myself. Like, so you need to go sit your little behind back down and figure this shit out because nobody has an exit anymore. <laughs> like the yeah. two, I've lost two. I'm not losing anybody else. And that, and I was just like, that's what saved Miranda is because that, she she already lost two of her favorite people and she couldn't afford to lose anyone else. Yeah, because and and that's what I got. It's like one of those things where this like, dude, if I hadn't already lost my best friend and my husband, your ass would be gone. Because what she did was fucked up. Like. At 20 years old, that may be some shit you can forgive and you can get over and you can understand it. But at, at 50, 55, what's the fuck? Like, what is your problem? But can I just say also, now you just brought my mind back to this on choosing your current person, like the current person you're with over going with your best friend to Paris so she could spread the ashes of the love of her life and her husband who died. Mm -hmm. Like, and then she's just like, no, no, we're, like, you know, you're going to be jet lagged. Like, you know, being worried about her and the fact, and her trying to figure it out. Like, oh, I can get back for 10 for the, for the taping. How long did y'all have been together? Like y'all are soulmates. Like you, um, Miranda, Carrie, Samantha and Charlotte, soulmates. That is their soulmates. And I just feel that 
I don't know. I felt like it was wrong. Like, I'm just like, there are certain things I would have to talk to Shay and be like, hey, like, you know, um, you know, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm still going to be in LA with you. I'm still coming. But, you know, this whole thing with Carrie, like, I have to be there for her. Like, you know, she's my best friend. I have to. And instead, like, no, it, it, her focus was LA. And it, it seemed like, and that was the other thing that I got, like, Samantha went so far against herself. Um, you you give up that was your Samantha. hope. That was Kim Cattrall. I mean, I'm sorry, Miranda went oh, so okay. far against herself in, in, in the fact that you give up everything for this one person. So mm -hmm. it's like, I get falling in love. I get that. But what you have been working so hard for, what you have fought so hard for, now all of a sudden it doesn't make sense and you don't want to do it anymore. You want to go be uh, a side piece to, I mean, not even, I, I, I just didn't get it. Like, I was like, okay, there's a way that you can still have love and find a balance. So I don't know. I, I just didn't like the story. I thought it could have been told so much better. Um, and they could have done, it, it, like, it didn't do, it didn't do a service. It didn't do any service to, to what they were trying to do to me. It was just like, wow, um, it was bad. I did not like it. Um, and it proved to me why I didn't like Miranda. Like, she was selfish as fuck. Oh, can I just say that my least favorite character was Charlotte? I actually <laughs> liked Charlotte. Her storyline was, like, uh, cringy, like you said. Um, I, 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 I agree with you. I thought they did a disservice to her daughter's um, to her daughter's story. Um, I get where you're, I get where you're understanding and you're trying to follow her lead in all of this, but to just say, I'm with you. They made it seem like it was a phase. Yeah. At the end, like the last, the last conversation that they had, um, I guess with them, their pronouns, um, the last conversation that they had with them, it was like, all of a sudden, a shrugging of the shoulder and being like, I'm 12 years old. I don't know who I am. And I'm just like, don't do that. Because there are so many kids who have figured out who they are. And now what, what's going to happen? Now society goes back to telling them it's just a phase because you're only 12 and you don't know any better. And I was just like, come on. Like, I felt like everything that Rock did, the character of Rock, everything that they had the character of Rock do was just to check a box. Mm -hmm. it, say, was, it was oh, just like, 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 like same show, like check a box. They were checking boxes when it came to um, the whole situation with Rock. They were checking boxes. And at the end, they didn't follow through on it. Mm -mm. You know, I, I got I got the part where it's like deeper conversations about, OK, now your identity, you discover me what your identity is, but how that translates into your sexuality, because they're two different things. I understand that conversation being something that, hey, I'm 12 years old. I'm still figuring that part out. I'm not even you know, I don't know if I'm in a boys, girls, what yet. So I get there's some things that you still have to figure out as you grow up. But just to say, but just to make it seem like, oh, they were wanting their, it, they likened it to you being at a phase where, okay, one day you want your hair purple and the next day you want your hair green and you just outgrow yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so I, I think they did a real disservice to that. Um, one story that I thought they handled very well, though, was the story of Naya and her fertility struggle. I thought they did 
um, some uh, uh, justice to that and seeing the different sides of it, how she was lukewarm about having kids. She wanted, and then, you know, she, she and her husband is something they discussed. They agreed to together, but the more they struggled with it, the more she, she realized she didn't necessarily want kids. I don't know why they didn't bring up adoption into it. If she just decided that she didn't want kids at all. So I thought that was very interesting and very realistic in how that can be an issue that comes up between couples. So I, so I thought I've come I've come to the realize when you said adoption, I've come to the realization that a lot of times that is not accepted. Um because in society we put so much on your own kid with your DNA. That's what you want. Your own kid with your DNA. You don't want somebody else's kid that you have to raise. And so like adoption is like the last of the last of the last resort when you can't have kids of your own. Like I I would say he'd probably go the route of having a surrogate before they did adoption. Like that's the feeling that I got from him that it was like, okay, she can't get pregnant. So we'll find somebody who can get pregnant so I can have my own kid kind of thing. Like that, that's the feeling that I got on why, cause I, I thought of the fact of no adoption, like we, we not bring this up. And then when I really, I was like, oh, he want his own kid. Cause his boy got his own kids. They got three. He want three. one. So, yeah. Um, but so I agree. And I, I can, I can see that. I understand that. Um, you know, but I, that was one story that I thought they did. They tackled well, they approached um, I agree. fairly well. Like I said, I wish we would have gotten more than just superficial surface um, with Nicole, the, the Wexler family, um, Nicole, Ari Parker and Chris Jackson. Um, I love their addition to the cast. I loved her, her, the costume designer has always did a fabulous job. The ladies were just to the nines. Um, so I love that. Um, I did also like that Charlotte's knowledge of art um, wasn't just performative, that, you know, she knew the Black artists, she knew them well. Um, you forgot that she ran a gallery and was an art major and all of this stuff before she became a full-time mom. So I, I did like that. I was like, oh, okay. So there's some things that, you know, just didn't seem completely on on the surface but yeah um i also loved when charlotte went off on miranda and told her uh you are not as liberal and progressive as you think you are oh yes <laughs> be like that's what i said like lily white and by lily white i'm not saying they're karens because they're definitely not definitely not miranda had some moments <laughs> she especially in the beginning um when she went at class in school it was like, well, I, and the thing is, I didn't see that as her being a Karen. I I saw that as her overcompensation, trying to be an ally, and and you do see that with um, certain people who want to really like be down for the cause, um, that they overcompensate and they go too far and they try to like because you you saw that every try too time hard. she went deeper, huh? Try too hard. Yeah, she was trying too hard. She was trying too hard, and she was just digging her grave more and more every single time that she, every single time that she tried to like fix the last thing that she said. Um, so I don't, I don't think that she was a Karen. I just think she was just trying too hard, and she was overcompensating for the fact that 
she's a white woman in America. Like, you know. With her misplaced sense of guilt that no one was trying to lay on her. Yes. And dealing with some of her own biases because, you know, the whole hair thing and the whole, oh, you're the professor, like, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I can see that. Um, now, one thing, Samantha, I'm glad they addressed her absence. I'm glad they did not kill her off. But I also <laughs> thought it was a little disingenuous um, to leave the audience um, with some hope um, unless they plan on recasting that character because unless hell freezes over something major happens Kim Cattrall is never coming back as Samantha I thought they should have killed her off she's never coming back I I think that they could have done a story an off the scene storyline um, where it happened years ago yeah, and, where it happened, you know, her cancer came back, you know, bringing up something from that we would recognize as being like, oh, okay, like that makes sense, you know, not randomly killing her off, but like, you know, bringing something from the past. She had cancer at one point, so they could have brought that back and said it came back, it came back stronger than before, She and you know, but I do think because of all the drama behind the scenes with Kim Cattrall and Kim Cattrall saying she's never, ever going back to the show, no matter how much money they tried to throw at her, that they should have killed off Samantha. Um, because I didn't like the reason. Samantha was the most loyal out of all of them. There is no way that she is going to move to another country because Carrie fired her. Like, there is, it just did not fit her character. It didn't fit who she was as a person. So, especially given the reason why Carrie, with her being a publisher, her being an agent, her being at the top of all of that, she knows the changing landscape of media and entertainment. So, you yeah. know, so that I agree with you, that made no sense. So, I think it would have been better to have killed her off than to make up this false story um, of her moving away and stop talking to all of them over this. I like It just did not fit who Samantha was as a person on the show, all the seasons and the movies. Like that was not Samantha. So yeah, that, that really pissed me off on how they made her look just because you can't get the actress the and they didn't want to kill her because she's such a beloved character i get it and y'all are still probably working with kim cattrall in the background see if she'll come back for a season two if y'all have it um but i just don't think it's feasible i i just right. didn't like the whole concept all right and it's not and let's not just pretend like it's kim cattrall her and sarah jessica parker do not absolutely they cannot stand each other they like each, each other. other yeah so it would be a toxic situation and we're too old for that to, for the sake of television. Um, I guess I'm glad they didn't kill her off in the sense of it would have seemed petty. And like you said, I've forgotten about the cancer because I was thinking about ways they could have done it without killing her off. Um, you know, or they could have made it so that she fell in love with someone and ended up moving to London and just through distance or whatever, you know, COVID, whatever. Uh, they just all kind of lost touch. And so I, I'm with you. I didn't like the way that you kept trying to, you know, so maybe if they do come back, maybe her cancer will come back. But the, the random text from someone you know isn't actually Samantha when you know what the real deal is, to me, that, that was what was disingenuous. And I didn't like that part. Um, so again, unless you plan on recasting a character or miracles of miracles happen, like, and I'm talking like a parting of the Red Sea miracle, 
burning bush talking miracle, <laughs> um, it's not going to happen. So they need to find a better, kind of like Paul Walker in Fast and the Furious, it's time to let it go. Find a better way. Um, so is there anything else um, about the show that you wanted to address? The new age moms, letting your kids curse up and down in front of you. Could you imagine if we ever curse in front of our moms? That's some white people shit. <laughs> because I was like, wow. like, look, it's Black History Month. I can say that. Um, like, <laughs> like having, a, letting them agreeing for your. I'm sorry, I apologize. Uh, go ahead. The, the, <laughs> sex, the sex in the house. Oh, my mama would have beat my. Like, even as an adult. I would still not want to have sex in my mom's house. Like me and my man could come visit, me and my husband could come visit. And we just know that while we in mama's house, we ain't getting it. Not like, not like that. Like not just blatant sex. And that is so disrespectful. And then I, the good. fact that you're set, like were you living vicariously through your 17 year old son since you and your husband hadn't had sex probably since he was born <laughs> like I I did not get it and you know and then the one time you get mad is because you think he's smoking weed but not because he's cussing you out or you know fucking like a jackrabbit in your house like I did not get it that that was just strange to me I don't see I don't have I don't think I have a problem with the permission to have sex because I was talking to somebody and they were like, it's kind of like the mindset of at least you know where they are, who they're with, and making sure that they're safe at all times, right? Um, Unless you're in there with them. Um, yeah, that's not happening. You know, well, well, yeah, but like if they're in your house, that's a different thing than them being out there and a, a real possibility of them being unsafe. Um, when they're out of your house compared to like, it's kind of like parents giving their kids condoms and saying, I want you to be safe. And people being I like- I have no problem with that. I, I don't. Yeah, like, but like, I'm, I'm, of, I'm, I'm of the mindset where it has to be boundaries that are set when you do that. So you tell him, okay, you can have sex. You, can, you and your girlfriend can have sex in, sex in, sex in your room. Okay, um, but number one, I should never hear you having sex in my house. Ever hear you having sex in my house. Number two, you need to move your bed to the other wall. Okay, you should be not having sex against the same wall that my bed lays at. Absolutely not. Um, and then don't be buying lube on my Amazon account. <laughs> <laughs> It was too much, but I may, maybe I wanted maybe I'd be one of those new age moms, but like because I know I'd be a type of person like we having full on conversations. Like I'm letting I'm keeping my kid informed because it's better I keep you informed than you learn what you got to learn on TikTok and YouTube and social media because that is a fucking shit show of misinformation that they are giving these kids because parents don't want to have those types of conversations and don't want to acknowledge the fact that we live in an age where it's better for you to know that your kids are having sex than to pretend that they're not and them 
end up bringing a girl home pregnant kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> well see to me that's two different things like I get it. my mom was single parent so she was very liberal with me about that stuff it wasn't a matter of me pretending um not to or me not or her not knowing or her burying her head and saying like we had that conversation she took me to you know the doctor to get on the pill and gave me the condoms but and we you know but as far as just sitting there blatantly having sex in her house? No. Um, even as an adult at this age, would I blatantly just have sex in her house? No. It's just a respect thing to me. I get the whole, and especially, and I guess that crosses those boundaries, that one, that one boundary of respect. And the way that the girl just practically had moved into the house, like it, 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 it was just way too much. So the being honest and having real conversations with your kid and keeping them informed is one thing. Uh, but the, what, what, that, what that had crossed into was something completely different. It's like you had these two little jobless motherfuckers playing house in my house. So, <laughs> no. That, I agree that, with you on that. That's why that, I said boundaries. I, I said boundaries. I'm going to say, mama, turn the, turn the podcast off. <laughs> I'm going to say, <laughs> I have... I've had sex in my mother's house on multiple times. Oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah. But, like, it's a difference between, like, it just goes back to boundaries. It, it just goes back to boundaries. Like, if I'm giving you permission to do this, so I know where you are, so I know that you're safe, I'm giving you condoms, I'm having a conversation. If it's a boy, I'm definitely having a conversation with your girl. I'm asking her if she's on break. Like, we don't have that conversation. But at the same time, he went too far on like how well new age moms talk talking how he was talking to his mom but also the fact of saying like you didn't even think you ain't even think there was anything wrong with how you were having sex in your parents house or how much sex you were having or the fact that you were so loud that your parents could hear you like i would be embarrassed if my parents heard me having sex yeah like Like, no that's what i'm saying like blatant just like 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 they're visiting you no, like it, it was too much. I yeah. So nah, nah. There there were lines that were crossed, and we would have had to uncross them because you know, like I said, that's that other people shit. <laughs> I do have one question. Yeah. So like, what is one thing that you absolutely loved about this reunion show, and one thing that you absolutely just one thing, Eddie. One thing you absolutely loved, and one thing you hated or just did not like about the show. Um, I love the sense of nostalgia that it gave me. Um, and I loved, um, in some ways, their sense of growth and maturity about certain things. Um, so it has potential. Um, the thing that I absolutely hated was how. In some ways, it regressed or stayed the same, um, and there was no growth. And Miranda's storyline, like, though, that would be it. What about you? Um, I would say the one thing that I absolutely loved was the new secondary characters that were introduced. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like each of them having that one new friend that I just loved. I loved. Um, and I love the diversity 
of it. Like that brought in uh, that that brought in diversity um, to the show, which I really, really loved. So I will say that's one thing I loved about the show. Um, and then one thing that I absolutely hated about the fact that um, the whole Samantha situation, which we've already talked about, I think I hate the fact that I don't relate to it anymore. Like I, I didn't get a sense of connection or bond with Carrie and Miranda and Charlotte um, that I had previously. And I mean, I guess that states what my growth is as a person, um, but I've moved on to the tropes that were within the show that made me like laugh or smile, um, you know, 10 years ago that no longer has that give, gives me that feeling. So I will say that I absolutely hated that part. Yeah. I, I think I was like, I was a late comer to the show as well. Like it wasn't anything I really thought I would like. And then everyone kept telling me, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. So I watched it and I, it was kind of like friends to me, but a different version of friends where it's just like, okay. So I don't know that I ever really related to it in a sense of, oh, I just have to have a big or I want a big. Because I, like I said, he was never my favorite. I wasn't a big fan of Aiden either. I watched it. I laughed. I'm not going to say I didn't. But it was never just this, oh, I want this life. You know, so I, I want to say I watched it because everybody else was watching it. It was a good show. But like the movies, after the first movie, I can honestly say I didn't watch the second movie. Um, I didn't care to watch the second movie. So but I did the series this time around. I enjoyed it more than I thought I did for the reasons I, I, I said. Um, the, some of the nostalgia kind of takes you back um, to some of those things. But also, um, it's not always good to stay stuck in the past. The new characters, um, I thought they were more interesting. And I hope if it continues, they give them more to do. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, it was, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So what about you? Do you think they should continue or should they just close the book on sex in the city no nah, bring it back again okay it still serves a purpose uh, i may not connect to it but um i'm with you um if they give more screen time to the new secondary characters kind of put the old secondary characters in the background and really focus on these new friendships and relationships that have been developed um i think that I can see myself watching it. I may not fully connect with it, but I can still see myself watching a season two of um, and just like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was it was interesting. I like I like what they did. Um, again, it was a it was a learning experience. Uh, you know, uh, don't drop the ball on on the rose issue. It's not something because one of the things I really liked before we get off of that is when her parents went to the school. And they weren't mad that she changed her name or she told them to call her Rock. They were mad because the school never notified them. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't about, it was like, and if, did you even talk to her about why she wasn't having these conversations with her parents? Did y'all try to mediate or try to mediate a conversation to see how we would feel about it? So, you know, at the end of the day, she still is 12 years old. So whatever this is, we should be involved. So that was one of the things I, I thought. So they did, they did some things right. I'm not going to say they did everything wrong. Um, ultimately, though, so we agree that it could come back for a season two. That might be a cool thing. What would you rate it? How many popcorns are you giving in just like that? I'm going to give it a 3.0. Um, 
Um, it's funny because I, I was gonna give it higher, and then as we were talking, I was just like, yeah, yeah, brought it down, it br brought it down a couple popcorns, um, a couple kernels. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna give it a 3.0. I I did enjoy it. Um, it's not like I binge watched it necessarily, but I did enjoy it. I I enjoyed the series. Um, you know, I just hated some of the balls that they dropped and as well as some of the, um, yeah, it, it's just a little too lily white for me. But overall, it was a good, it was Sex in the City. Like, Sex in the City being Sex in the City. What about you? Well, to cure your lily white blues, I, hardly, I highly, highly, highly suggest Harlem. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. It, it, it's still, they, they address some of the issues that people have been talking about over the years. How well they addressed them, eh, that, that remains up to debate, but at least they're trying. Um, I, I love the way they introduce the secondary characters, and if they continue, I hope that the characters do come back and that they give them more um, to do um, and make them a bigger part of the landscape. Um, I hope we get to see Carrie fully, fully move on and move out of that tiny-ass apartment that she has no business still being in. Um, you know, and so there are just a lot of things I think they could address. Um, and I'm with you. I gave it a three. Um, I, 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 when I first did it, I was like, yeah, I could go a little higher. But then I thought about it. I'm like, no, I gave it a three. It's not quite a two and a half, but it's not higher than a three. Um, you know, we'll see what it is. And maybe I'll continue to watch it out of habit um, just to see what they do with the other characters, because those stories were the most interesting to me. Um, with the exception of Che, um, because that was just so intertwined with Miranda. But um, we'll see what happens. So, um, well, that does it for this week's episode of the Popcorn Windown. Please be sure to listen, like, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify Podcasts. You can also keep up to date on the latest in entertainment pop culture news, as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at thepopcornwinedown.com. That's it. That's the plug. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> it's lagging a little because, you know, still working on updating the website. So until we get a new and fully improved website, which hopefully will be by April, fingers crossed, the IT department of one here, um, I will not harass Tammy for a new sound effect until I get the new website. That is the deal that I am now making. We'll see y'all on that last show. You got until April. <laughs> but thank you as always, and be sure to join us next week when we discuss Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Is it bad that I still want to call him Marky Mark? <laughs> Don't do that. I know. Um, as we discuss Marky, uh, see, there I go. Mark Wahlberg, um, latest hit, Uncharted. Until next time, I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace.